dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic had been swept away. Hello there guys, gals and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Sin Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved hosts, Claire and Nikki. What up, friendos? What's that? <laughs> that was that was all the energy that Nikki had stored up ready <laughs> for this yeah. podcast. I'm done for the weekend now. <laughs> <laughs> Same, to be honest. Same. He's, uh, he's dying. He's dying right now. He's just the energy's <laughs> removed from him, like Ben Solo. I was gonna say more like Avengers: Infinity War, dustifying. But yes. Oh, okay. I don't feel so good. <laughs> Such an outdated <laughs> reference, Claire. <laughs> yeah, we live in uh 2020, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like when I was reading that uh, Liam Neeson article about him being like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with the character. And like, I don't know if I'll come back. I was like, you came back <laughs> December last year. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that oh, long man. ago. <laughs> He's like, you were in the last movie. <laughs> um, Yeah. But I do like, I do like that was up opening. I feel like we should all do like sort of naughties types of intros i i've got one for uh this week i think which is very relevant which is a uh, that's nice <laughs> and my wife my wife, wife. <laughs> my wife gypsy bring me your tears <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited to watch it and vomit me too while i watch it <laughs> Yay, my favorite it. stupid thing to do my favorite stupid thing to do, which I always hear every time on Comedy Bang Bang, whenever someone says my wife, which is such a weird antiquated thing to say, like, who says my wife? Just say, like, the name. <laughs> like, you know, like, I it's, would, it's, uh, it comes, I think it stems from, like, a. Oh, sorry. I would argue it's people that are married to people who identify as female I would be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Boo. I know what you're saying. I'm sorry. I just had to do it because I'm so Because <laughs> I'm so dumb. Please continue. In the patriarchy's uh, grip, Claire. Oh, true. I'm firmly rooted in there. <laughs> My wife. My wife. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> but no, that's what I, I just love is that uh, <laughs> every time we comedy bang bang, if someone says, My wife, Scott. Automatically goes, my wife. <laughs> and I do that all the time now. I can't help it. It's just, it's like a beautiful, nice little um, reference and also cuts down the stupid nature of the whole concept of playing stuff like my wife. My wife. So if you do say my wife and I go, my wife. You know why. <laughs> I need to get me a wife so That's I can nice. do that to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, or, or, or you have a friend. Like their husband goes, you know, me and the wife. <laughs> My wife. Is it, is anything as Same cringe name. as wifey though? Wifey. Yo, no, Ugh. I don't think so. I think that's the most cringe. Yeah. Me and, me and the wifey. I will say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a particular 
I'm not a huge fan of of hubby either, but wifey's considerably more cringy oh. to me, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I, I hate? To... I think wife. Oh, yeah, sorry, Nikki. I was I was just gonna say I was <laughs> I was about to go off on someone <laughs> on Twitter who stopped following <laughs> me, so I didn't so Do I didn't it. feel bad about doing it. But uh, but I won't. I'll I'll, I'll hold back maybe. But they <laughs> but they but they used wifey a lot, and it was cringe every single time. <laughs> I'm just like, just like dude, it. shut up, please. Gross. Message us. Oh. I need to know. Huh? Um, huh? Message us. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to know. But, yeah. You, you need to um, know, like, right this like... second. Uh, pff, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I think wifey is... There's, like, a class system to it. So, wifey is ridiculous but i can bear it more than the phrase the wife the wife <laughs> oh yes yeah oh yeah the wife is at home <laughs> you know, like that sort of <laughs> pompous one one percent bullshit yeah like mm-hmm. at least wifey yeah. has like some tone of affection to it that's just kind of like this woman who lives in my house and is my ward maybe that's the just me wife. yeah the governess <laughs> it's just one I step would, honestly, this bitch. Don't even call like if I get married, don't even call me wife. Don't even call me wifey. Don't call me any pet names. Just call me the governess. That's the how governess. you will refer to me <laughs> <laughs> every day until uh, my yeah. dying day. I am the governess. The old You know, the old bowl and chain. <laughs> you ever heard really that one? Cute. Really holding you back. <laughs> oh lovely. I do like the idea of Claire being a governess, though. It reminds me of the evil woman from Oliver Twist mm-hmm. from the workhouse. Honestly, that's goals right there. That's goals. Is also, it? this is a Star Wars podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it, though? <laughs> is it go Only in name. <laughs> we just talk about sex and cheese. <laughs> Nothing sexier than eating Whoa. a whole bunch of cheese and then having sex when you're all bloated and smelling like cheese. Ugh, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds literally like the worst thing. <laughs> Especially when you're getting sweaty and your pores are all leaking. The Ugh. cheese sweats. The cheese Ugh. sweats. Oh my goodness. The whole house <laughs> smells like Gruyere. <laughs> I'm sorry. God. That sounds, that sounds like the most least attractive thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, Daisy Ridley, she came up to me and was like, Charlie, I want you. I was like, I know. And then she, like, had her mouth smell of fermented milk. I'd be mm. like, no, this can't happen. That's, that's Stop. <laughs> Ugh. I don't, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that cheesy smell. I do. I do. <laughs> or if she like just had a pizza and she got a little like melted mozzarella on them lips. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Nikki's reading his diary. <laughs> this is my fanfic. His dream journal. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well. She's like she's just the person who delivers the cheese. She's not even part of the sexual fantasy. It's the cheese that's important. 
Well, it's like her her old Morrison's ad when she's eating. But enough about cheese. Let's head over to the moisture farm and find out what made us moist this week. Cheese. Is that your answer? <laughs> yes. Okay. Claire, the final answer. I got a tattoo. Yes. I got Star Wars Ooh. tattoo. Baby's first tattoo, and it's a Star I'm Wars thick. one. No, you may not see pictures, but I'm really excited about it. Because it is on my ribs, <laughs> and that's kind of awkward. <laughs> you can always do a very clever crop. <laughs> this is skin from some part of my body. Mm-hmm. You cannot even see which part. But it's no, my it's on toe. my ribs. It's your toe. <laughs> what a weird first tattoo that would be. I got like the firebird on my toe, on my big toe. Just on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> on the bottom of my foot, I got Andy tattooed. <laughs> That'd be so good. That'd be so good. And how painful would that be? What a moron. What a moron would do that. That's terrible. Can you imagine the healing process? Oh my god. I I have to be careful with this thing for four to six weeks. Like Oh my gosh. Can you imagine with your foot? That'd be crazy. Crazy talk. The guy doing the uh, the tattoo has to be the old dude from Toy Story 2. Who fixes wood? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the big glasses, with the eighteen different lenses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I so love how, it. How was the move? overall experience? Um, but yeah, so the the overall experience, it really wasn't that bad. Um, like for most of it, it didn't really really hurt much at all. It was it was pretty. It was just kind of weird. It, I mean, I don't know. It was bad. And then I got to like the front rib tissue and I was like, well, there it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We found it. This is what the kids are talking about. Um, but overall, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, it was, it was a good time. Glad I did it. Is it the first of many or are you content? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'll say many. I think it'll probably be the first of a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But not until I decide. Well, not until I take two years to decide what it's going to be like I did with this one. Yeah. <laughs> not until I decide and, and then, you know, sit on it for ages. So, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Glad I did it. Sweet. Who next? Thank you. Um, well, I don't really have much by the way of moisture, but I did go on Twitter today. And I saw oh, that. Well yeah, <laughs> you know, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I did see that today is a nice day to shout out to a monarch of moisture. Happy birthday, Amelia Clark! Oh, Kira, baby! Always keeping us moist. So, uh, yeah, there we yeah, go. Hopefully, we uh, see her again. Say what? Did you see how she celebrated today? Oh, she went like skydiving, right? Yeah, she jumped off a fucking plane. There That's go. awesome. Did a dragon like pick her up as she was flying? <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. <laughs> I she better have had a dragon parachute. If someone <laughs> didn't set her up with that, that is a, a missed opportunity. But definite. Anyway, hopefully we see her again in Star Wars Land. That'd be great. I just hope there wasn't any. 
drag on the parachute. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Wow. Anyway, that's it for this week, everyone. That was fun. Bye, guys. <laughs> See you Sunday. <laughs> See you Sunday. What made me moist this week was that I made a joke about drag. <laughs> the gravitational like force. <laughs> um, no, I ordered the... This sounds really lame, but I just I ordered the pizza that still arrived downstairs. <laughs> I'm really hungry, so that's made me moist. That's good a reason as any. Just from a like slivery gland perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, this week is going to be a really sh- as you can probably tell already. This is a weird episode because there isn't much news, and anything we are going to be focusing on will be uh, pushed towards Sunday because we are doing a charity live stream. Woo woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, this, is, this is something that I've been planning for a while. Um, this upcoming uh, week, or starting today actually, um, is Spina Bifida Awareness Week, and a that is a very like a cause and a charity close to my heart. Um, Shine the charity is the one we've picked to do the fundraising for, and they are amazing. If you don't know what Shine is, uh, basically Shine provides specialist support from before birth and throughout the life of anyone living with spina bifida and or hydrocephalus, as well as to parents, families, carers, and professional uh, care staff. Shine enables people to get the best out of life. So basically... You probably know from the podcast, like my brother uh, Jetson was born with spina bifida. Um, in fact, he's like he had an operation within about a, a day of his being born, which is crazy. It's also available to watch, which is a really weird thing to say. Um, what? If you're interested in that, but um, we were on my mum was on the TV. Jensen surgery. About, yeah, he was. We were. My mum and dad were on a TV program about it. Uh, called Brain Doctors, and one of the best ever doctors in the country uh, did an operation on him and was a fantastic a fantastic person, Dr. J. He's got a book out. I recommend reading it because he's an amazing guy who helps so many people out. Um, yeah, we went on the BBC documentary where they followed my parents learning about stuff and then uh, gave birth, and then the operation. There's actually a picture of my brother having no operation, literally being a day born, which is mm-hmm. crazy. That's nuts. Because um, basically, if you don't know what spina bifida is, um, spina bifida literally means split spine. So that's a fault in the development of the spinal cord and surrounding bones, the vertebrae. Uh, that can leave a gap or split in the spine. The spinal cord does not form properly and may also be damaged. Uh, and that comes with all different shapes, like say it creates like a little sack on your back, which has to be removed, which is what was removed for Jensen. It depends on the severity of the spinal bifida, so there's different severity of that. And obviously it's your spine, so you've got your nervous system, gets affected by that, all this stuff. If you like if you're a very high tier living spinal bifida, it can be very difficult. Um Jensen as he is, he's thankfully he's um Lower, lower down on the sort of chart, but he, and he's done really well. Like he was born with a, like in the in the womb, he had the club foot because the way it was formed as well. So he had to have that basically like broken 
So when you've got pictures of him as a baby, he has like a cast in his foot because I had to break his foot like immediately. Um, mm. Which is why he walks a bit funny and um, why he uh, he finds it difficult to like walk long distances and stuff like this and all that. And had to have a walker right, when he was a baby and stuff. So, and there's like a lot of stuff like mentally, like your, your brain and like the like I said, like the nervous system. So it's very difficult because sometimes you've got loads of people who are very, who need help like in terms of like wheelchairs or medications and stuff like that. Um, can't be able to use their bladder properly sort of thing. And then you've got people like Jensen who are, I don't know, called like invisible disability because you can't really like, if you just look to him as he was, he looked like a normal kid, mm-hmm. but he has all this yeah. other stuff going on. But I think one of the scariest thing is is that we had no idea about um, Spider Bifta. <laughs> I don't think anyone really does, which is why awareness week is so important, and that's why I picked this charity to um, help them out. This is a UK based charity, and the reason why I picked that is because they're so close to my heart. Like I didn't know anything about Spider Bifta. I was fifteen when I found out about it. Had no idea. They already helped me out. Already helped my family out and gave us hope so to give back to them is like pretty cool and so on sunday we're going to do a live stream we've got a lot of crazy amazing guests to come on um got rogue podron coming on got Star Wars explained like molly kind of come on so many people we're gonna be playing quiplash so having ridiculous jokes in there just chatting having some weird parlor games and stuff but yes the link is up to raise money uh, to Donate money, sorry. Um, so please, yeah, if you can, donate. If you can join us, that'd be great as well. We've got a £500 limit that we're trying to reach. If we can get any more than that, that'd be exceptional. But honestly, the £500 will be super, super helpful. So please just, yeah, you know, help out if you can. Just for an example, um, £10 could pay for a shine welcome pack for expectant parents so if you were an expectant parent and you are terrified and know what's going to go on you don't know the facts and statistics and just the core information that could help you out a lot 20 pounds could pay for an hour's consultation with one of our health uh, one of the health specialists Uh, and 30 pounds could help pay for an afternoon support group for adults in your local area that's really important really cool and should be fun there we go. Looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully hopefully everyone has a chance to stop by and, and help out. Fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And for obviously a cause that's really close to our pod family. So come join us. It's going to be fun. I do, do also want to say thank you for everyone who's been sharing. <laughs> thank you for everyone who's been sharing the link. Even if you can't donate, I completely understand because 2020 is a crazy year and people have lost their jobs. Like, I don't expect everyone to donate. It's just if you can. Um, and to be honest, sharing the link and sharing the information is as important. Like, just bring awareness to this. Um, but to the people that have donated already, thank you so much. We've nearly hit 30% of the goal. Um, we've got 136 pounds right now which is just crazy. I mean, we don't even get started till Sunday. So thank you so much. And keep it coming. Woo. If you can. Yes. 
if you can. But if, even if you can't, just join in, have fun, or just be stupid, and then just you know share a link, spread some information, or teach yourself at least, and then you can tell other people. Um, Mando trailer dropped this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exclusive look. <laughs> Exclusive it was fun watching Claire. Internet connection. We did a re- <laughs> <laughs> we did a reaction video, and Claire's like, "I don't know what I think." And then she went on Corey and uh, Noah's show. <laughs> I was just like, "Wow, they really hated it." <laughs> <laughs> they were they were pretty intense. She doesn't deny uh, it. I w- you know, I it was one of those things where I saw it, and I needed a minute to sit with it. <laughs> so I was just like, uh. I, I don't also it's not something that I put as much um weight. You know, like I wasn't sitting there going I'm so pumped, waiting all day anticipating it, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't the biggest it's I mean, not something the thing. that I put. It wasn't it wasn't even a trailer. You know. No. It was an yeah. ad. And I mean as far as I'm concerned, like I didn't even want anything after the real trailer we got. So this is just like, this is just extra. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I definitely didn't walk out disappointed or anything. Just is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Nikki, Claire, and I basically did a reaction video for this with our good friend Alden from Arctura Radio. And you can find that video on YouTube in full. You can see the reaction and the um, discussion afterwards. But in case... You just want to hear what we thought about the trailer as soon as we saw it. We're about to put the audio of the uh, discussion segment from that YouTube video on here now. So listen to us and Alden talk about the Mandalorian advertisement. (laughs) Roll it. Uh, Yeah, there was pretty much nothing in that, but I loved it. Yeah, it was still fun. (laughs) Not much much new, certainly. Um, But yeah. Pretty cool. But uh, Horatio Sands lives? Question mark. <laughs> more important than Ahsoka lives. <laughs> more important than Save Ben Solo. No Ahsoka in the hey. trailer. Horatio no nothing. Sands. Horatio Sands. The man, ha- the man had life day plans. You know, he just Honestly. dropped those. <laughs> Honestly, he was gonna. Was it molt? Have you ever seen a mithril molt or something? Or <laughs> I'm molting. Shed skin. Whatever he said he was gonna do. Yeah. Look, I just want to know. Are Mickey Mouse pancakes canon? Well, they are now. <laughs> Always. We can only find out via this. I will say, like, we said this before the trailer started dropping, and one minute, you think, oh, well, nothing can get me excited in one minute. And I'm always continually surprised how wrong I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one line, I'm going to find other Mandalorians. I was like, okay, well, I'm done. <sighs> yeah, that's me. Mind blown. Yeah, it's an interesting spin on what we thought because it sort of felt like it was going to be the father and son specifically a to b trying to find his people with adventures along the way but it's more abc now of i need help to find your people i need a team to find your people so that seems like it could be the natural segue into familiar faces and other things like that and and let's be real like he knows of the Jedi as being, hey, these are these people that wage like war over millennia against us. I'm going to need backup <laughs> to some degree. Like, I'm not going in alone with my sweet baby adopted boy. Mm-hmm. 
I heck yeah, this is gonna be fun. I can't wait. I really hope that uh, in the Siege of Mandalore, when Bogotan was like, "We've only got one more of these special prison cabinets," that actually she's got like a whole cage full <laughs> of, a whole like, bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, um, we only had one of them, Ahsoka. There's no more. Don't worry. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. worry about it. <laughs> That, yeah, I'm just so I'm so hyped for that. The idea that there's more Mandos out there. Hopefully, you get to see the armor again. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, Absolutely, armor. In uh, my soul. I mean, if obviously the bow rumors are pretty much not rumors at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sabine stuff is less likely than bow, but still there. Uh, I would love Fen Rao. I mean, I, I was about to say his story is incomplete and. We know that his voice actor, I forget the gentleman's name, but he looks just like Fen Rao. Kevin McKidd. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Lucius Varinus, my man. This guy. Soap. If you uh, play Call, Call of Duty. <laughs> Soap. Oh, my God. That's him. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's uh, Soap McTavish. Is that Soap, what it is? Soap McTavish, yep. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, you know, he's I great. Like, and it was a great, like, uh, thing they did, right? Like, they started molding the character models off the actors because you never know you never know when you need them yeah um so yeah it's uh it's pretty cool i i like that idea you know like like you were saying alden about the a to b to c kind of thing like we were all thinking oh he's looking for it if he's looking for anyone it'd be ahsoka right Mm -hmm. what if it's sabine (laughs) what if like ahsoka is the side thing to actually i need sabine i need the i need the mando first yeah uh, yeah, that's that's pretty. That's an interesting line for sure. And it keeps it on brand for what the show is because so much of season one is what is a Mandalorian, and then you know the the final chapter is the it's a creed. Baby gets the necklace. If you have him trying to find Mandalorians, but then let's say he turns a corner and who does he find? And it's Boba Fett, the illegitimate Mandalorian. And then Boba can say, "What's the difference between me and that little thing?" And finally raise those questions. And I trust Dave to do that because people love to be like, oh, well, George said he's not a Mandalorian. Says who in universe? Almec? He's a scumbag. So it's it's finally time to explore that. <laughs> just like the idea of old Ted Morrison going up to Baby Yoda and being like, just like you, brother. <laughs> oh. Mahalo. <laughs> so we're, we're the same. I do you like the idea of the Mando, like the first episode, like there's a massive ship crash or battle, like that beginning of episode five in season one. The ship crashes, it's really dramatic. And then he just like stares at Baby Yoda and goes, I need to find Corky. (laughs) 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 What if season two was actually just called The Mandalorians? Oh. It's just Ooh. like more Mandalorian. Could you imagine that? Or like, it's, <laughs> it's not until the first episode ends. It's like the Dark Knight, like credits, and then yeah. and it That'd has an S on the end. And also, I guess that little trailer sort of answered the the question of is he being chased by the X wings? If that if that audio was with that scene, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it kind of looks like he's not working with the X wings, <laughs> which uh, was <laughs> oh an exciting God. prospect while it lasted. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw out a bold Hail Mary swing, and I have no evidence to support it. One of the X-Wings should be Lyndon Javes, Gunny, Grace, 
it should be somebody from the squadron storyline. Oh, that'd be man. funny. I would be really love fun. something like that. Because we had the Rise of Skywalker timed time uh, in the schedule of the air dates of we see Baby Yoda use Force Heal before we ever see Ray do it, and that was you know a nice bit of synergy. So I'm wondering what the thing might be here that ties a little bit of the world together. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Or I mean, he's been doing a lot recently. Dennis Lawson. Ooh, yeah, well, I, I just as a voice. Oh, coming over if he was like. This is Rogue Leader, Razorcrest, like, you know, pull over, basically. <laughs> You're getting a ticket. Out. <laughs> I thought you know the New Republic was doomed to fail. <laughs> they, they turned Rogue Squadron into patrolmen. <laughs> beat cops. Yeah. Into oh, beat man. cops. Yeah, oh, super exciting. Uh, Ludwig, again, killing it. Um, I'm a sucker for that recorder, man. Ludwig and his recorders could be its own show. I'm really upset because I have the recorder that's just the one down from that mm. the base. So I have like oh. a tenor, I have a tenor recorder. You're so that, close. That's, that's the bass recorder, and I was like, "Oh, so close, indeed." Oh, what could have been? Oh, we're nearly at Christmas, okay? So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, let's crowdfund Nikki a bass recorder. <laughs> There's no way they can be that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to ask, you know, it was one minute long, but it already feels like a week ago in quarantine time. That's that's Ilum, right? Like, even more so than in the first shots, it looks like it. I'm going to say yes. Very feel like- force-feeling music, too. There's definitely like a split between two planets that they seem to be like showing similar shots to mix you up a little bit. Like the first planet is definitely, I think, Ilum. It seems to be Ilum. Mm-hmm. But then the jetpack shot and all that, that's definitely uh, Navarro. That's Navarro. And then the fight club is in is the planet with the graffiti. I would guess. Uh, I would, yeah, that makes sense, I think. Yeah, I think also like... like um can't shake that like old thing before season one came out where I can't remember if it was Fabro or Filoni talking about how this show would address the beginnings of the first order yeah, in some way mm. and sort of like the way fallen order, you know, starts showing <laughs> the trench of star killer base, basically mm-hmm. um, this would be another good opportunity to, to jump into that as well. So I mean, yeah, it just it just feels like I don't know what else they. I mean, maybe there's a nice surprise and it's not Ilum and there's some other thing, but um, I don't know. It seems like what they're trying to accomplish would be would be there. I yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like we're definitely going to see more of the first order formation stuff, even if it's like, like you said, basic underground like building Starkiller Base or all that jazz. Mm. A different type of Imperials would be interesting. Moff Gideon has enough BDE to not have you think he's going to be a part of the First Order. I mean, the Empire's dead, and he's still commanding quite a bit of force and the Darksaber. And I'm just saying, he's got he's got a role to play in the First Order, and I hope that... Like, I think he might be my most anticipated character of Mando Season 2, is Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. So I, I can't wait to find out more reasons to be afraid of him. 
Absolutely. And I also think that, you know, my big question since season one has been this whole idea of, you know, the way and how Din is like, you know, I haven't taken my helmet off since I was a boy, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things that do not line up with the Fets, Clan Wren, mm-hmm. the House Vizsla, just all of the Mandalus that we've seen up to this point, you know, how the uh, Clan Krees none of them abide by this. So I'm curious if Din shows up and meets other Mandos, if they look at him and say, oh, oh, he's, he follows the way. Like if all of a sudden we, <laughs> he realizes like, oh man, like I was the Amish one. I was in the cult. I was the, and it, it pits him against the armorer or against people that he knew, like Paz Vizsla. Because if he meets Sabine Wren, Sabine's going to look at him like he's a joke. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, dude, you can breathe Take <laughs> off once in a while. Uh, and I, I don't think that Dave would just sit there in the writer's room and not want to address that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my, like, my thing was always wondering if it was a post-purge thing that was adopted. Um, yeah. Since we haven't seen any Mandos post-purge until this guy, right? Right. And we so, don't even know when the purge was. Yeah. Because last we saw Mandalore was with Bo and right. then I think it's just fair to assume happen. I think it's fair to assume the uh, <laughs> rebels happens and then they get whomped yeah. um, yeah. no. probably like yeah. Thrawn disappears and then out of anger Tarkin's like yeah why don't you wipe that planet out or something yeah so I mean yeah it, it's an interesting thing because like yeah I've been wondering the same thing it, it seems insane to have the guy who sort of spearheaded the content that's so like vigorously built up Mandalorian culture. Yeah. Just ignore the fact that this doesn't exist and it's kind of a big right. deal to not exist kind of thing. Right. Um, I could so, even yeah. see it being like what you're saying, but even tied to the stuff like, you know, when, when trials of the dark saber, like how they hint at the ancient Mandos, if the armorer after the purge was like, okay, we need to go all the way back. And they mm. adopted like some archaic stuff. And she brought it back and left because her whole thing is like the way of the Mandalore, hunter and prey, all this stuff. And it could be like, oh no, like so people like Satine and Bo and, you know, even Pre all evolved past that, you know, you know, for generations they've been evolving past that. I think the only thing stopping me from thinking there must have been like a, a massive, like cataclysmic sort of event for all Mandalorians is the fact that we see Sabine somewhat the same sort of time period was that like five years after episode six or at least a few years and she takes the helmet off then so unless she's like really disgraceful yeah i mean if it's yeah we would need to know for sure when that epilogue takes place it's a de- it's after endor we know that but we could be i don't know a year after endor that mm-hmm. would still even two years after endor gives three years until mando which is enough time for it to be like people like the client are still talking like you guys are, you know, hard to find these days, or even like Fennec Shand, like talking to Toro Calican, like, oh, a Mandalorian mm. shot up Navarro. Like, it's still the talk of the town, like that crazy thing that happened after the war. Yeah, we don't know how like detached she was from that either. Um, true. So yeah, it's hard to say. Hopefully, these will be questions answered in the coming weeks. <laughs> I hope yeah. so. I really hope so. Even the Jedi stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you're a child of the Clone Wars, but you never heard of them. Like, did the yeah. armorer not tell you these things? I can't wait for 
uh, Moff Gideon to do a really great monologue where he just he just reads out his data bank entry. <laughs> <laughs> the best exposition read ever. I was born on Coruscant in <laughs> 18 BBY. And now, fascinating facts. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? This is an E web. Nope, nope. That's season one. This. <laughs> How to make a pumpkin that looks like baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, every known book. And now, fascinating cross sections or whatever it's called. Incredible. <laughs> incredible cross sections. Incredible cross sections. Do you see that? That's an N1. I want an N1 in the show. How to knit an L-A-A-T. <laughs> <laughs> I'll that. Moff Gideon's sort of like Mr. Rogers show where he tells you about stuff. He <laughs> takes off his cape. It's a beautiful day in the empire. A beautiful day in the empire. Would you be mine? <laughs> oh, man. It would My be trooper. really, really unsettling <laughs> to see him like put the dark saber like on a, on a, you know, speaking of him do you guys think we're gonna find out this season what he wants the baby for or do you think that's gonna be dragged out still a bit longer i think we'll get a hint towards that that will get people focused and then it'll probably be like season three or four where we get yeah. the full-fledged story if we get an objective it's gonna end the eighth episode. Yeah. And that's if. I also want to know why Homie had the, uh, com- like, a uh, Camino cloner patch on his mm-hmm. uniform. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to bring up as well, was that what you said, Nikki, was true about the, there being a great focus on the First Order. But now with post-Tross, we know that there's two different factions at work here. Mm-hmm. We have the, the First Order in terms of, like, gen- uh, Admiral Sloan and all that jazz and getting all that stuff sorted out the actual military and the politics but then we have this secret uh, final order and the Sith elite at work with the Imperials that sort of love Palpatine so maybe Moff Gideon's part of that group and he's working to bring yeah more pride than than Hux kind of thing absolutely we get a Palpatine appearance at some point down the road in the Mandalorian or at what least if, a name drop. That's oh that's like the Lord. that's like the funny thing. I I don't remember when this sort of came up, but it's like, what if they need? What if they want Baby to try and get Palpatine back? <laughs> like they're trying all sorts of weird force stuff. What if we oh. see Exegol? What if this? Is, that's a lot. Holy! I'm telling cow. you right now. I I just like Doctor Strange. I just glimpsed into that future, and I didn't like what I saw on Twitter. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love it. <laughs> uh, I just like the idea of all these people being like, make it make sense. And Mandalorian's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, here's, here's seasons that ties the originals with, you know, the animated shows with the sequels and just pulls it all together. And I know it's supposed to stand by itself, but I think that it's an important message for Star Wars fans. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be excited about Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and Sabine and then poop on like Exegol or Pride or something like that. You also, I also don't believe them. 
when people say it has to be a standalone project they can't have it has to be like it makes it a small galaxy i'm like i can appreciate that in some certain cases but Mm -hmm. no like this is a show where (laughs) the main character is given the task of trying to find the jedi there are like two major jedi at this point so Ahsoka (laughs) is like a 50 50 chance the list has been narrowed down tremendously (laughs) it's just ahsoka luke and leia for like a year and gungi Yes, <laughs> my boy. That one episode of Gunji is going to be great. Yeah, he's you no. He here. gets a whole spinoff. He gets one episode in the Mando, and then he gets his own spinoff series. So, yep. you heard it here. We're just waiting for Jonas's son to get a little bit older to play him. <laughs> I honestly have, you know, we joke, but I really think there's a good chance that Chewbacca shows up in the show at some point. That'd be that'd be great because I, he's. I'm on board with that. Because he's a legacy character that is in that tier of really major, but not like piss anyone off major. And Jonas is all about this world. Uh, Chewie was running around doing stuff. We know that him and Han were separated at times post-Jedi. Yep. I mean, look at Chewie's the guy who hung out with Yoda and then chewed down the cantina like, (sighs) dude, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Oh oh my goodness! Like, what if it's Din Djarin goes to Chewie and is like, "You ever see a being that looks like this?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) And then Baby Yoda gets all these like repressed memories of like the Clone Wars because he is a clone of Yoda. (laughs) Oh Jesus! (laughs) No, I can't recall. No, my goodness! Baby just jumps on his back instinctually. So be great. And that, that makes it really difficult when he sees Boba Fett without a mask on. He just throws his <laughs> lightsaber in his chest. I want there to be a scene where Din gets separated from Baby and Baby has to be with Boba Fett for a bit, like Steve the babysitter <laughs> in Stranger Things. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> Boba Fett looks at the baby and is like, get your things, we're leaving. <laughs> I, want, I want to see an episode where Boba Fett goes to Camino and just like burns the whole place down. But it's filmed from a point of view, and it's he's just like he's got Baby Yoda in his arm, and he's listening to Fleetwood Mac on a, on a skateboard. <laughs> he's burning them all down. What is he Baby drink? Yoda the Cran Raspberry? <laughs> 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 he's like Ooh. ocean spray, baby. Oh my god! Oh, it's so good. Is it going to be one no helmet scene like last season, or do we get more of them? Mm. I think it should be like Batman villains. He has two this season free next season and then by season four people start complaining like does he does he show up like back to omera on sorgan and just be like suck girl and his hair's long now oh he's like i'm actually hot (laughs) (laughs) she goes oh god i'm worried i have to love him for his personality (laughs) (laughs) oh god beautiful beautiful stuff and then uh, hmm. what's two oh good Oh, well, two was, which is my prediction for the season, baby's first word. Oh. Data. If it's data, I'm going I'm to have to call out of work for the next week. I'm going to be weeping. Just, just turn off the TV. <laughs> like, I can't handle I'll watch this later. I can't handle this right now. Somebody on Twitter, I, I wish I would have screenshotted it so I can credit them. If you're watching this, more power to you. You're great. Uh, said if it's this is the way and that i think would also make me weep <laughs> oh my gosh but it is the way what if frank oz does the voice 
Ah, but not as a kid. They all sound yeah. that way. They just say geese because he's just straight up clone. Oh what my god! Like the voice from Robot Chicken for Yaddle. <laughs> oh my god! My, my car's in the shop. Insurance. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my god, that'd be great. What if Yaddle's alive? I mean, in my heart, she is. Possibilities are yeah. endless. I mean, there's there's a few Jedi with ambiguous fates. And then there's a few confirmed 66 survivors like Quinlan. Not that I think they would put Quinlan in it, but I mean, I'd be down. But no like he, d- he would have died of his own accord. <laughs> well, we just don't want to put, uh, you know, a white guy with dreads in live action. <laughs> I think that we, <laughs> we can move past that. Onto on newer pastures. <laughs> As a society. <laughs> he says that, and then next week it'll be white guy in dreads. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, uh, we're going to announce the Quinlan Vaz Disney Plus series. <laughs> next standalone. Give me the action figure. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, I think it'll be cool with his like first word. It's a bit like Rick and Morty. With, the, uh, and then the, <laughs> with Morty as a little baby. And his first words are, death. Different destruction, domination. <laughs> <laughs> like, Baby Yoda, he seems to be like scared of all the anger and violence. That's why he's hiding in his shell. But by season two, he's just like. By the end of season two, he's got like a cigarette in his mouth, and he's just like, I'm over this. When the shell opens, its smoke just dissipates, <laughs> and the baby like crawls next to like one of the enemies, and is like, I can bring you in warm. Bring you in gold. <laughs> Snaps his fingers and Din kills them. Do you Amazing. Think Din will get a reward and use that metal to make a little baby Yoda helmet. You know, I I see this a lot, you know, talked about and in fan art and stuff, and while I don't think they'll go as far as helmet, as adorable as it would be, I do want to take that question seriously for a second. I don't and that think that was a serious question. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I honestly, how dare you? I don't think that he's going to stay in his little IKEA monkey potato sack that he wears right now because <laughs> let me just ask they, uh, Leland Chi if that's in, <laughs> in the uh, hold, that's hold on that. <laughs> that's what it's called. Uh, they're going to, and he gets a new outfit by the end of the season. That way they can spend all of 2021 selling new that baby. Yeah. <laughs> New outfit, baby. Yoda. That said, I would like to see a a Beskar like chest plate over yes. the potato sack. Oh, I would <laughs> love it so much with the sweet necklace little, coming sweet out. Sweet little protected bean. In season three, he's gonna have he's gonna be a teenager. He's got like a scar over his eye, like Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Chunk out of his ear missing. He's got a, a, a rat tail. <laughs> a little old yes. man hair. Yeah, when do they start growing hair? That's he has a little bit of like old man fuzz. Mm-hmm. right now but yeah he needs to get like a full bernie sanders just on the back of the right head. the lobot hair exactly <laughs> yeah. the lobot. And what would, what would a bernie sanders yoda sound like <laughs> do 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 not there is no try <laughs> and if you don't kill your kill your father then all is lost <laughs> we're done we're screwed. 
I just I keep going with the same bit. Magnificent. <laughs> wow. The billionaires on Chandrilla don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> can you okay, one one more. I don't not to make you like a dancing monkey, but can dance say, monkey dance. Can you say around the survivors of perimeter create? <laughs> <laughs> Look at right here. Around around the survivors a perimeter we must create for the middle class. <laughs> <laughs> Love Beautiful. Yeah. Gold stars. <laughs> Love you, Beautiful. Burn. Yeah, have you got anything else to add to the trailer? Honestly, I think I need to sit on it for a minute. Yeah. Bring it on. That's all I say. <laughs> After all that, I need to sit on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claire. Oh, Keep it warm, nourish it till it's ready to crack on October 30th. Exactly. Damn right. Like a Tamagotchi. <laughs> Tamagotchi. Yes. A Tamagotchi. Okay, cool. That was fun. <laughs> we didn't immediately like just go from the precursor introduction into the outro. No. Radio no, production. Definitely. definitely not. <laughs> Special um, effects, baby. But yeah. Those were our like immediate thoughts about the Mandalorian trailer. Again, like Nikki says, I think that it's a bit out of proportion. Like I don't, I can understand why people are frustrated, and Noah and Corey are so passionate about this stuff. And I, yeah, I love their their passion for like the marketing and stuff is awesome, especially when they're talking about the trailers before. And I get it, I do get it. I think that one line sold me over the Mandalorian line. I was like, okay, cool, that's all I needed to hear. But I do understand some of the frustrations that being said mando starts up soon it's the last episode before it comes back we'll be doing free blurgs which will be coming back soon which will be pretty cool loads of cool guests on that show we're going to be focusing on uh, making it into a youtube show from now on um rather than doing reactions we're going to you know mix it up a bit do some of the uh, free blurgs on youtube and then we can also just put the audio on too um, the podcast feed for you to listen to in case you hate mm-hmm. our faces, which you know, I don't blame you. Sometimes you gotta, but <laughs> I mean, come on, sometimes you just want to listen to us <laughs> and picture <laughs> our own, like, picture us coming out of someone else, like Daisy Reddy with cheese in the mouth. Yep, <laughs> every Good day. Lord. Um, <laughs> but to wrap up this week. Uh, this week's quick episode we asked some of our patrons for some mando questions mando related questions before we start off the season and in pure imperious in it podcast listener fashion they are very strange um claire do you want to read them out (laughs) (laughs) the burning questions so emma gets us started off started off real hot here (laughs) Uh, emma asks fmk the three main leads of mando Okay, so... Do we need to define who the three main yes. leads are? Yes, we do. Very much so. Yeah, because is it a marketing thing? Like, you know, on the shirt, the celebration shirt, are they the three leads? Or is Baby the lead? Or, you know, this needs to be discussed. I, my my heart would like to go to Din, Cara Dune, 
and grief, mostly because I'm not really cool. I'm not really hip with the whole sexualizing the child in any way, and I'm not killing him. <laughs> you keep your hands off my baby. <laughs> he is 50, though. <laughs> That's true. He's older than I am. I would I would be Robin. He would be Robin the Cradle, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, ugh, ugh. Nikki justifying fucking a baby. <laughs> hey, you know, 50 is 50. Oh, man. Ugh. But yeah, so what are, what are, who are we considering the three main leads and who wants to start off? Hmm. <laughs> who, I mean, yeah, who are the, I, I mean, I, I can work with Mando, Kara, Grief, or, or, uh, IG-11. <laughs> Oh, well, you. Or I gotta wife him up. Or Quill. Quill. Oh well, okay. So I'll, I guess I'll go first. So I'm gonna marry Grief Karga. Okay. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He's a charming man. Yeah. He's 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 seen the world. He's got some connections. You know, I I think that. I think that he would have a lot to offer as far as, you know, a relationship goes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, probably going to have to make sweet, sweet love to Din Djarin, helmet or no. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he signed me up. And, uh, yeah, I think you know where that leaves the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for personal reasons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean what, what can be said? It's it's very hard to get it up for <laughs> someone like that. <laughs> You're going to catch the Corvid. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I think, um, yeah, working off those characters, I am going to do a little bit of a flippity flop. Um, because I hear what you're saying. I think this is exact. This is just a lifestyle. Uh, like what? What kind of lifestyle are you looking for? I think grief would be amazing as your steady man. But I also want a little more. I want to go see things. I want to travel a little more. And I think that's why I got to marry the Mando. Mm. And you know, we we go around the galaxy in the Razor Crest. We can make sweet love in that. Little bunk that they have where he hides the baby. <laughs> uh, and you know, yeah, helmet or no, that's fine. Um, then, uh, then grief. Grief is grief is a great like. I'm on Navarro for a couple nights. <laughs> I need I need couple somewhere I need somewhere to stay. <laughs> it's so and, uh, and grief's gonna. Um, and grief's gonna take care of me, and then yeah, you know, sorry, you know, but war's over, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Incredible. How about you, darling? I would have to defer with Nikki's option for the Mando because I do appreciate this is a a different sort of 
depends on what you want out of your life. I personally want to settle down with my um, my uh, husband, I guess. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I'm looking for a family man. I'm looking for someone who cares about children. And who's better than the man, though? Yeah. You know? He's dad of the year. Treats him with respect. Built him a really cool, you know, state-of-the-art hidings thing. <laughs> Hiding crib. Maybe you can have, like, um, a polyamorous thing with uh, Omera as well. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I agree about grief. I think it'd be a great lay, especially when he wants you to do the magic hand thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah, in your head you can figure out what that means. Um, Kara sadly went home, died on the way to the home planet, so we can't pick her. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or you could be cheeky and say, sleep with the buff astromech gondola droid. Dang. Oh. Who also... He knows, he knows I, don't think hands. People, I don't think people bring this up enough. Cara Dune killed him. What? What? Didn't Cara Dune shoot him? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh shit! Do I have to rewatch? I need to rewatch this before. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Cara Dune shoots Buff Gondola Astromech, which is, well, you know in what? my point of view, oh. a sin. Which, first of all, that how is, dare she? That is Chapter Three: The Sin. Chapter Three: The Sin. <laughs> <laughs> Cara should have been canceled back in December. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to say marry Mando, sex with the astromech, kill grief because he actually. Will you listen? Will you wait? No, I will not. There's a good reason for this. (laughs) Because he has something on his chest pocket that I'm aiming for. So I'm not actually killing him. What? Cheating. 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 It's not cheating. Cheater alert. He died in that episode Cheater alert. That he didn't. Cheater alert. Tisk tisk. Not my fault you killed your people. I used my brain. Well. Oh my god. And my Changing pinky. the parameters of the question. <laughs> Jesus. You can't perjure me. It's FMK, not FMATK. Attempt to kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Don't y'all read the rules? Okay. Um. That being said, <laughs> we have another question from Darshan parentheses Michael, and Darshan parentheses Michael asks, "Uh, what do you think Moff Gideon's fave cheese is?" Hmm. Now he's a man of refined, refined taste. 
So but he's also messed up. You know? Yeah. I bet, I bet, I don't know the name of it. I bet his favorite cheese is that one where it's like, it's still got all like the maggots in it. Oh. And then you have to like scoop it around the maggots. No, no, no. And it's like really like gooey. I'll, I'll find the name. Maggot cheese is a new Kasu one. Kasu Marzu. There we go. Oh, dear. Traditional Sardinian sheep milk that contains live larvae. Well, that's something I didn't realize I didn't want. I saw this on the Food Network. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet he's got some weird, like, he's got some weird, you know, kind of sadistic tendencies as well. So uh, he probably he probably serves that up. And the uh, other Imperials were like, yo, I don't want any of that. And he's like, oh, suit yourself. Yeah, that, that's my choice. Weirdo. Weirdo Moff Gideon. <laughs> that is a really weirdo choice. He strikes me as a Stilton man. I think he'd be a <laughs> Stilton. Oh. I think he's a Stilton. Stilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think he's a Derry Lee Dunkelboot man. I think he's a what? A Derry Lee Dunkable. A Dairy Lee Dunkable? Yeah. You know what, what is that? Is? No. Is that a British thing? <laughs> it might be. I think be. it is. <laughs> is it? Is it like Laughing Cow? Oh, wait. Is it the one that comes with the breadsticks that you stick in the cheese? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're not called those here. that here. I just okay. Googled it. I don't what think they're called that here. Oh my goodness. So, but so yeah, so he's, he's compact. Man on the go. Yeah, he's yeah, it's compact. Fighter. It's like ration food in the TIE fighter. He's like, I have something you want. And he like dips the breadstick into the cheese. And he's like, mm. <laughs> he has to mute himself while he crunches the breadstick. I still feel like he has to have some like maniacal tendency. So, like, he definitely eats the breadsticks first and then just, like, tongues the cheese out of the carton. No. Oh, my God. Something about that disturbs me in my soul. Like, Karis. Oh, he buys them. I'm Alderaan. (laughs) Likes this cheese. (laughs) And I'm going to drink it all. Oh, he buys them. Eats the breadsticks and then throws it in the bin. (laughs) He doesn't even eat the cheese. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's blasphemy. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> he's just a psychopath. That is painful to me. That is just, I just, oh, I like irrationally don't like Moff Gideon a slightly bit more because you said that. My yeah, taste is growing. Anyway, well, that's a very, very, that's a varied uh, answer <laughs> of cheeses right there. It really is. <laughs> Covered the whole spectrum, I think. (laughs) Oh, gracious me. All right, so on to the the next one. So next and finally, Anna asks, what would be your clan sigil? The catch is that the sigil has to be a double entendre. (laughs) Oh, shit. Hmm. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is... 
this is entendre enough, but I'm going to go with the blue-footed booby. Because <laughs> who doesn't love a booby? I love boobies. I really do. There's this picture saved on my phone of a blue-footed blue booby. <laughs> blue tit. Like, I love those tits. <laughs> Some Arlani action. Tits out for blue-footed boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't know what my answer to this would be. Mine's a triple entendre. Oh lord. What it's is pussy. It? Oh. So it's a pussy cat? Mm-hmm. Also, it's like, I like that pussy. <laughs> and also, I'm a pussy. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> oh my god. Loath pussy. Loath Yes, it's a loaf pussy. Yay. <laughs> it's a loaf cat spreading. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Release the footage loaf of a loaf cat, cat, loaf cat cleaning itself. <laughs> <laughs> Sticks its foot up in the air, all separates done. all the toes. <laughs> oh, God. God, I'm trying to think of what my answer would be. You took tits. You took boobies. We can try to see if we can brainstorm. <laughs> Donkey. Yeah. Dead ass. We need some ass. Yeah. <laughs> Dead ass. Do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, it's a beaver. That's my situation. Hey, there we go. It's a beaver dam. There you go. I mean, the mud horn's pretty phallic in the first place. That is true. Did you just say a beaver? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Why did it take you that long to process it? <laughs> I was thinking about someone. About a bee, about someone's beaver? <laughs> Maybe. Ah. Ah. Dead space. <laughs> Have you got one? Is that what you're going with then? Mm hmm. Okay. Final answer Beaver. 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 The Pussy. I'm the beaver. A beaver. <laughs> Did you guys see that movie, by the way? What movie? Oh, The Beaver. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, God. Okay, that's your homework. And normally I don't I like don't advocate for the watching of Mel Gibson movies. Oh, it's that movie. The one with the beaver puppet. <laughs> oh man. With Jodie Foster yeah, I'm not watch that. and Anson and Yelkin <laughs> and Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is in it too, actually. Um, that movie was a lot. My goodness. I'm the beaver. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's weird, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm open to it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad that I watched it and I've and I'm thoroughly disturbed and entertained by it. Oh man, how odd! 
what a what a world. <laughs> well, on that note, um, <laughs> I think it's a good time to wrap up. Yeah. Again, thank you for listening so much. Please join us on Sunday. Hopefully, we'll get to release this episode a bit earlier, and that way you can join in with the fun, help donate, and we'll see you then. May the force be with you. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you. The Council permanent. The last remnants of the old Republic.